0: welcome back to another episode of survivor worldwide on reality pop we have got a special guest with us here today uh, a survivor south africa season seven alumni paul smolders paul it's been a while since we've spoken to
1: you how are you i'm very well thanks and you guys we we keeping safe here yeah. um obviously we've got a lot of COVID at the moment Um, but otherwise very very well yeah and enjoying the series
0: yeah, hundred percent. So, what is the situation at the moment um, with COVID in South Africa? Do you guys have a, a bit of a lockdown at the moment uh, there? I, I heard something that there's another lockdown at the moment going on, and do you think it's going to affect the the Super Rugby or not the Super Rugby? The British and Irish Lions playing the Springboks. Hopefully, we get to see that.
1: I think the game's still going to go ahead. We're in lockdown four, um, especially Kharteng. So the borders have been closed. We can't leave Kharteng unless you've got business. Um, and last night's figures, I think the last 24 hours were 26,000. So, it's, it's it's quite hectic at the moment. I think we're starting to hit the peak here, which is not good. Um, yeah. You know, last, last lockdown, you you sort of didn't hear of many people getting it. It wasn't close. Whereas now, every, every second person you're talking to is actually getting, um, getting the COVID. So, yeah, not good, but uh, we keep going.
0: No, 100%. And, um, you know, you started a whole new, I believe you've got your own business now. You you went solo with the real estate business, is that correct? How, how's that going for you? Because that's been a couple of months. Uh, obviously, this is not ideal timing, starting something new and then you go into a lockdown.
1: Yeah, it's, it's okay. Look, I'm pretty well known in the real estate industry. Um, we started, I think it's about a month ago now, we started the Dynasty Property Group and um it is a bit difficult at the moment because obviously you've got other buyers or sellers that that have got COVID, so it's difficult with viewings but um long term i think it's definitely going to work for us so you're pretty excited about that
0: We've got a little bit of our own news here with uh, Survivor Worldwide as well. We have finally branched out onto the audio platforms for podcasts. So you can listen to us on all of those normal spots that you normally listen to podcasts. Um, I believe Apple, we're a little bit behind on yet. We're still trying to figure that out, which hopefully in the next week or so, we'll have that on there as well. But it's on Google Podcasts, Spotify and um, Anchor FM, which is what we do our podcast through. Uh, we'll drop a link in the description below after this live video for people that are interested in. And rather listening to it, I know there's a lot of people who like to listen to their podcast while they're driving into work, sitting in traffic, or they're out on a, you know, on the treadmill doing a run and things like that. So uh, that's really exciting for us moving forward. Riley, I also want to welcome you to the show. Uh, it's been a little bit more than a week since me and you have caught up. How is things going over in Sydney?
2: Yeah, well, New South Wales is in lockdown as well at the moment. Uh, it seems this new strain of the virus is, you know, taking its toll on everyone. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we'll get it in a couple of weeks and, and manage to control it a little bit. But, I mean, I, I'm safe and sound, fortunately. Um, but, yeah, let's just hope it all goes back to normal soon
0: we've got chris dixon who is one of our listeners and uh i know that riley you'll know from having conversations with him Mm -hmm. in our discord channel which we will pop a link down here below as well uh you know he's one of the people that's quite active on there talking about survivor in general as well chris thank you for welcoming us it's great to have you in the chat we've got a great episode to talk about here as well and uh paul this was the mother of all episodes so far because we had two people that ends up getting evicted in this specific episode were you able to keep on top of everything that was going on
1: listen i had to go and re-watch the series when you asked me to come onto the show i thought hang on i must go and re-watch and make sure that i know what's going on at this stage i still almost don't know what happened there it was incredible it was it was a, it was a full game of chess <laughs>
0: What is it? What is your thoughts been of the, the season so far? Do you like the immunity island sort of theme that they've brought in? Do you like what the production team has done to make it a little bit more, uh, I guess, exciting in different ways? Because obviously you had the island of secrets, but there's other elements that's come in with this specific season as well. What have you thought of the theme and the cast so far?
1: I think the theme was brilliant. Um, the immunity island as well. I mean, it, it, there's twists and turns which are which are incredible. Um, At first I thought, what's what's going on? Why why is it edited so strangely? When I watched again, you actually realize that editing is brilliant as well. I mean, if if you watch and you, an old person like myself starting to make a few notes and everything, and I'm really, really enjoying the show. It's really tremendous. And I think you forced me into watching it again yesterday. I sat for for eight hours watching the show again and seeing what was (laughs) what. Um, And yeah, it, it really, really is a good show. The cast is brilliant. I mean, they're so fast moving. It's 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 incredible what's actually happened there. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but it's 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 very very fast. You really got to you got to focus on what's going on. And that's as an audience. audience. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, and that comes as a, pe- a person who's actually gone out there and played the game as well, you know, so you've got that extra layer of, you know, understanding of actually being out on an island to go play this game. And obviously, you know, the thing with this season being in South Africa, being in the wild coast as well, I think it's pretty cool to showcase a little bit of our backyard in South Africa to the rest of the world, which I think that the, uh, we haven't spoken about it enough, Riley, the the backdrop of the season, I think is pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, what they've been able to do there with obviously not being able to go into the beaches through. some of those water challenges but sort of having the rivers involved and and things like that i think it's been pretty cool and if you didn't know that it was in south africa i don't think you would have been
2: able to pinpoint and say yes that's definitely in south africa yeah you wouldn't be able to tell at all it's um beautiful scenery obviously a lot of danger with all the snakes and stuff but you you wouldn't be able to tell any difference and it's great that Survivor south africa managed to be able to film in their own backyard and um, maintain a bubble in south africa which is you know great that we have um, you know the show back on air, and uh, from what I know, it was all done very safely. So you know, for for Survivors of South Africa to be able to achieve that feat and um, film in their own backyard with COVID going on um, and and do, and do so safely as well, it's brilliant.
0: Now, I want to get straight into the episode because it is a bit of a, a lengthy one um, with a lot happening. So let's dig into it. So, we start this episode with Anisu and Tereso having a bit of a conversation. And Tereso, uh, well, I guess Aniso lets Tereso know that there is an idol on the island. Uh, T- the Tyson's the person who's got it. And Tereso, I think, does a pretty smart thing here in trying to get the note for the idol so that she can go and try and force people her way and voting with her. But it also kind of gives you an early in here riley as to where teresa is sitting within this tribe because she feels like she needs this leverage to talk to her own alliance it, it kind of tells us she's not in a good spot very early on in the episode already
2: yeah well, we know that teresa this is her first real test of trust uh, at this point because she hasn't been to a tribal council yet other than when she had the immunity in the first episode so she hasn't really tested those alliances at all she was out of the loop on day one being on immunity island so she didn't manage to build those bonds with the others uh, and she does say to Nessa, you know, I, I want to gain your trust. I want to work with you in the game. So can we work some work something out here between us and maybe I can bring you in with some of the old Zumba members, because it looks like at this stage, um, people like Dino and Kihan are on the bottom and they're you know, sort of drifting away from Renier, who seems to be in the power position. So I think Teresa was uh, recognizing of that and saw a potential path for her to go with the minority VUNA members. and potentially create a voting block there that could you know, keep us safe in the game. Um, Paul, were you surprised
0: to see that Teresa was struggling as much as she did early in the game here? Because, you know, preseason, we see Teresa talking about the fact that I don't know if you're aware who the people are that she really looked up to in the U.S. Survivor, but Sarif Fields is a very social player. Sandra Diaz-Twine, someone who's won the show twice. Immediately, you know, she's got this great presence about her. Like I even told her in the exit interview, you know, one of the things I would never forget about you, Teresa, is that you always smiled. Even when you were sort of under attack and you were on the bottom and out but you had this presence about you and you you radiated from what i could see in the camera it looked like positivity but for some other reason she just didn't really gel with the girls i feel like the guys kind of gave her like a little bit of an opportunity to talk even early in this episode but what's your thoughts on teresa and potentially that struggle to get in there you know because riley uh, riley kind of mentioned prior to the episode sipe kind of landed in the same situation in your tribe where she kind of w- she was in the outs as well and what do you think sipe did differently potentially to like a tereso to ingratiate themselves within the tribe
1: look si- sipe was a very good talker hey? especially a tribal i think you all remember that she could almost turn that tribal council around um mm. when she got there very very good um the way she she spoke her way um to, to to going further in the game with teresa i think she played i actually think she played quite well um she thought what can i do what can i do to save myself uh, she managed to get hold of the parchment and she played it well besides her not realizing that it was going to come out obviously uh, had it not come out or had had, she, had the other two not known about it and discussed it i think she might have been able to take it a little bit further um but her knowledge of the game i think was good in the way that she was trying to save herself with the last sort of hope of using the parchment so to me she played it she played it quite cleverly
0: yeah, and I mean it's interesting because she chooses the two guys, and having spoken to her in the exit interview, she goes into her relationship with Raneed, which apparently was a very good one, which never made the TV show. So we see throughout the episode that Raneed is kind of he wants to save her. He's not willing to immediately um, have the other Zumba members vote against her, the previous Zumba members, I should say. Um, and also Dino is the second person she chooses because she feels like Dino is someone that potentially, you know, just by the fear of having an idol out there, he might feel like he's going to be collateral damage so riley i do feel like Teresa also approaches the right people here early on in the game to try and talk to them because we saw that the girls weren't really going to give her that time but with the two guys she's able to get a little bit of sort of momentum early in the episode
2: i think you summed it up perfectly there dino is aware of the collateral damage and what impact it could have on him if there's an idol in play he wants to be on the right side of the idol because he knows that you know he doesn't want to be idled out which is you know, smart for Dino and Raniere really did seem convinced that Teresa had the idol. So I do give Teresa props for possessing that parchment and then showing that to Raniere and Dino because that did gain her a lot of trust. And obviously, as we saw, I mean, without an idol, it was a little bit of a predicament there, especially given that Tyson had one for himself. So she really didn't have anything other than a piece of paper. But I, I think that that was the right way for her to try and gain trust with the others was to show the piece of parchment which she obtained from the vuna members. Um and use that as a little bit of leverage to get into their alliance and um, start to strategize with them, which you know, if she hadn't had the idol parchment, she mightn't have had the opportunity either.
0: Now guys we know hindsight's twenty twenty, right but was the right move in this case to actually go and tell Denise and Dino that Tyson had an idol instead of trying to play the parchment to say, listen, I got this information for our alliance. I know where the idol is we now know that we can blindside him or successfully work around him to vote one of his alliance members out i want to stay zumba strong paul do you think that would have been the right move obviously like i said hindsight 2020 she tried her best here but i feel like maybe that was the move in this case
1: well we all know then tyson straight away said well that's it you you're out of here um so i mean yeah. what else could she really do she was trying to gain trust and everything so i don't think she had many options left um and yeah, that, that I think that did it for for, for her with Tyson. I, I do think it was her best 100%. option though, because she, she
2: wasn't the she wasn't the minority, and there were only three Voona members to work with. Obviously, Tyson having the idol, um, and Inesu eventually going to Immunity Island, it really only left um an option between Tyson and Karan. Um, so it really was up to who did Tyson play the idol for, had she, you know, called out Tyson there. So I think she did the best she could to try and gain the trust of Tyson and also bring in Ranier and Dino. Um, But I I really think that the the fact that she couldn't get those relationships early um, and also the fact she was scrambling a lot as well um, really didn't help her. But it, it seemed like she tried the best she could with what she had, really.
0: Yeah. And I mean listen, I'm being super critical like I said hindsight's 2020, 20, but I'd like to explore all the different avenues of what someone could have done, obviously could have should have. It's easy to say that while we're sitting here nice and comfortably in our homes talking about the show, but I like to explore it. So we move into the immunity slash reward challenge here in this episode. And we find out that both tribes won't be playing for tribal immunity. In this case, both tribes will be going to the uh, tribal council in the evening. And instead, they've got a choice to play between two things. They can stand on a perch on one leg with a bowl of rice that they need to balance on top of their head. And they can choose to either play for a reward, which is a tribal reward. But you do get a double portion of the food if you went outright, or you can choose to play for immunity island. So two things I really want to explore here, Riley. Firstly, did you like them throwing this, you know, we know that this happens in Survivor US quite a lot. Did you like the fact that they took tribal uh, immunity away here? Did you like the fact that individual immunity wasn't available and that there was this choice between playing for reward and a potential to go to immunity island?
2: You know, I really liked it. And we saw this on the last season of Survivor, your season, Paul, Islander Secrets, when we had um, Nicole playing for the family letter and um, we also had the trip to the Islander Secrets up for grabs and I think also um, Emil as well. I, I like when the survivors are presented with different options. Um, I mean, it's chaotic for us to be recapping two tribal councils in one episode, but I do like having this having this level of um, uncertainty at this stage of the game, obviously being close to the merge now and you know alliances not being assured to test those alliances now i think it's really good to see how different alliances are coming together and the results of those and i, I do like how nico presented it as you know one option being you can go to amin in the island and obviously we saw tereso and and that's you're the only ones going for that Um and then the other option being the reward as well for your tribe um which obviously i if i was doing it i'd probably pick the tribal reward um it's obviously the safest yep. option and you know, you, you get the least pie on your face in that instance. Um, and obviously, you know, if you win outright, you get the added advantage of a double portion as well.
0: I was very shocked to only see two people go for Immunity Island though. I thought that there were a lot more people that were in precarious positions within their tribe tribes and I was surprised that they didn't go balls to the wall and try and go for it. Like even someone like a Chappies for instance. Uh, Chappies yeah. has been exciting to watch this season. He plays a very balls to the wall style but you know I was surprised that he felt as comfortable as he did to not play for that when he just lost his you know the namesake of paul's his paul in that season as well you know paul were you surprised to only see two people put their hand up and try and go for the opportunity to go to immunity island
1: it was it was quite weird hey eh? i also thought that um and it, it actually made it so easy just for those two because it was a 50 50 chance which was nice for them
0: Made it very easy for Inesu, that's for sure, because yeah, so yeah. pretty much immediately um, <laughs> fell out of the challenge. And, and the other thing that I also wanted to put out there for me, what um, one of the things I feel uh, there's an opportunity missed here by production. I think they should have made it uh, one person from each tribe can go to Immunity Island if they want, because again, it forces. kind of like what happened with you paul in the beginning of island of secrets where you had more than one person but it happened right at the beginning of the game you can have more than one person from a tribe together secluded from the rest of the game and it sort of forces those interconnected potential relationships and i think paul you mentioned that in that season you know obviously it was too early in the game but you you guys even had that conversation with quibi and with um, I forgot, the Roscoe, you guys were talking about, or Rocco, you guys were talking about the potential of looking out for each other later in the game, right?
1: Yes, we did, yeah. We were out at sea and we we were chatting when we were swimming in the sea and we were sort of saying, okay, we'll look after each other down the line. Um, Obviously, I didn't get far enough down the line to see if it would work or not, but yeah, we did.
0: Yeah. So do you think that maybe sort of throwing something like that in there would have maybe f- opened up the game even further? Because at the moment, it kind of feels to me, uh, Paul, like Zumba, the the old Zumba members, the, the Green Tribe, the first Green Tribe, they're kind of like steamrolling over the season and really taking control of everything at the moment.
1: Yeah, it might have thrown totally new dynamics into into the whole series, I think. But you know what? I think there's still more to come. I think they're actually throwing a lot into the series. And I think there's a lot more surprises coming. Um, just watch from from what we've seen at this stage, I think that there's a lot of extra twists and turns we haven't even seen in a sort of a, in a South African survivor as yet. So I mean production's doing a brilliant, brilliant um with with what they're doing at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean it's been it's been exciting, Riley, because there's been no easy vote, like there's been blind <laughs> sides left, right, and center. So I don't think it's been it's been predictable in the sense that Zumba is starting to get the ascendancy and they're starting to get momentum, but it's never been predictable who the person is that's actually going to go home each week i mean we've had people here like mm-hmm. last week carla was one of the three girls we couldn't make our uh, mind up on who played the best game so there are three different girls that we know nominated for best player of the week and carla was one of those people mm-hmm. nominated as well in this episode she's the one ultimately that's going to go home in this spot which we'll get into we'll get into how that sort of happened and her downfall in a little bit and I'll definitely give you an opportunity to talk to that Riley but um I want to kind of finish off with this reward immunity challenge and specifically looking at this uh, we do have i think a really funny moment here with tyson having his peace science out while he's balancing which i thought was really funny to see um but it worked for him and ultimately nicole is the one that's going to take it home and she's going to win the double portion of food but we find out that she doesn't really like beer um and nico is actually making a bit of an exception here for o'reilly her, were you surprised uh, that nico
2: was able to uh, organize that pina colada for her well, I'm glad they could conjure it up for her and and find a pina colada for her just to keep her happy. I mean, she did win the reward and obviously beat out all the Zumba, all the, um, yeah, former Zumba members as well. So she was the last one standing up. I think she deserved the, um, the choice between a pina colada or a beer. So I was really happy to see that happen.
0: And it's really exciting, Paul. Like, I feel like this, and I don't know if you feel the same way. Myself and Riley have been talking about this quite a lot. But we feel like this season has probably got some of the, not that we're saying that previous Survivor seasons didn't have it, but... I feel really strongly that we might have a woman winner this season. I feel like we've got extremely good gamers in between all of these women that are playing the game. And Nicole, again, stepping up here and winning another challenge it just shows that the females are really physically and mentally, I feel like, in a lot of ways, dominating at the moment in the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I also felt that they, they're going to dominate the show, especially down the line. Let's see what happens with Merge. But um, I, I think we're going to have a female winner as well.
0: If you if you had to sort of put it out there at the moment, who do you think is the um, sort of favorite, favorite from the female side?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not <enough>. um, <laughs> I think Nicole's got a good chance. Um, Amy could still surprise us as well. I mean, she's playing a reasonably good game as well. And, and the the dynamics of the game changes every, every flippant episode. I mean, mm. you saw with Carla. I don't think Carla would go so early. Um, yeah. But uh, – yeah, it's, it's one of those things, Nicole, yeah.
0: On the topic of Nicole, uh, Riley, how impressed was were you with Nicole's uh, lie to Teresa when Teresa came out and said, hey, were you guys going to vote for me? And she said, no, definitely not. He's scrambling. Um, I was really impressed because I kind of felt the same like Dino. I was like, man, she's got a poker face on her.
2: Nicole is playing a very good social game at this point, I think. Uh, and we saw it early on at Zumba with um, Amy and Marisha. She's got those bonds. Um, she seems to be in a strong position on her tribe. And yeah, you're right, she does. She knows how to handle every sexual situation, it seems. I, I really do think that Nicole is um, starting to emerge as one of the stronger members here um, and real contender for the prize because she does have um, a great social game at this point. We haven't seen too much of her in terms of the confessionals. Um, but I, I really think that Nicole, um, if she can put in performances like that in immunity challenges as well, she's a real threat to look out for as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you can get the host to bring you a pina colada, you know, I mean, that's pretty yep. pretty powerful stuff. We don't see that happening very often. So I give credit where it's due. And she's definitely someone I think that we may have slept on a little bit. But um, one of the concerns that I had for Nicole mm-hmm. early season was the fact that there was this rift between her and Teresa, um, which later on, it seems like Marisha kind of this episode was the one that had more of a, a confrontational relationship with Teresa. But I was a little bit afraid that that's not a good sign for Nicole. But now that Teresa is out of the picture again and nicole is in a a majority old zumba group within this game still there's definitely a lot of power for her to maneuver and move and and do things and still be that uh poverty type of player riley that we thought she could be in this game um she hasn't really used the flirt card or any of that thing but she is a good looking girl so you never know she might have those boys around her finger towards the end and um get to the end and still win it outright so i'm very impressed by um, all these different girls in this season and even how they're doing in these challenges But Ultimately, at the end of this reward immunity challenge, we find out that, you know, Anesu, she's going to go to Immunity Island and she's got the option to stay or play. And obviously, for Anesu, Paul, Anesu was my preseason favorite to win the, the show and she's still very high up in my ranks. I still think she's playing a very good game. The only yeah. problem for Anesu is, is that she's in a minority group at the moment and she's going to have to find other bonds, which we've seen that she can find bonds with different people pretty easily. I am a little bit worried that maybe she's going to run out of numbers at this stage, but she does the correct thing here and decides to end up staying and playing. And who would have thought that, you know, all those years in medical school Actually came to something six years of of having to study to become a doctor It's a memory challenge and paul. How would you have done in a memory challenge? I know I would have been would terrible know. at that challenge
1: <laughs> I would Not have I would not have made it there I was very shocked at how quickly she did it and and how I think she actually did she not sing a song or something or memorize it with a song? Or, hmm. yeah. I think so Brilliant, I mean that was really really brilliant the way she did that and yeah She's also got a very very good chance of, of winning the season as well I mean, it all yeah. pretty much depends. I mean, Mauritius strong as well. So it depends after Merge what the challenges are like and everything. It could go one way or the other as well. Um, I, th- I think that the women are going to team up together and, and, and show the guys a thing or two there.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, Anesu would give Rocco Riley a real challenge in the victory dance there at the end as well. She had some moves of her own. So Rocco would have been proud to see that. Um, but ultimately, Riley, she gets the walk out of tribal council advantage, which we've seen in US Survivor a few times. I believe Jeremy Collins was the last person to get it in winners at war. Um, do you like this advantage being thrown in there? And
2: also, what do you think about the fact that she can use that up to the final seven? Yeah, the Tribal Council pass, I only thought it would be able to be played in the next Tribal Council, but it can be played up until the final seven, which I think is, you know, an enormous power for Anesu to hold in the game. It gives her the opportunity, if she's in the minority, obviously, she can decide to leave Tribal Council and keep herself safe. Or if one of her Alliance members um, is in danger as well, she can give that. Um, We did see it come up a couple of seasons ago in Australian Survivor with Luke playing it for someone to... Influence the vote when he was in the minority. So there are a lot of ways to use um, a tribal council passing that instance um, To keep one of your tribe mates safe or really to take someone out of the vote um, And not let them build trust and really shake things up and alter the plan. So I really like the inclusion of this
0: Yeah, and especially in these tribes that have been so it's been some close numbers, like four three or six three. You know, like one one person that you send away, even if it's a, the opposing alliance, and you're just trying to eliminate a vote, so you can have that additional vote on your group can have a massive impact on how the game is played. And she said that, you know it's something that she wants to hold on to as long as she can but i do fear for her in her current position in this tribe now that Tereso is gone who's the next person that they're going to look at because you know you've got tyson and kiran there they might still want to go for tyson now that he is seen as someone that can find idols you know because that always puts a threat on somebody uh, uh, your threat level goes up when you're seen as someone that can find idols but um, i i don't know if Nessu is as safe in that group as well and i would go as fast as to say paul that in this episode Kieran probably um, impressed me the most as the person in that bottom three that worked with the the, the majority group the most. You see him uh, working his way into a lot of conversations in this episode.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more of Kieran coming out now as well. Huh? I think he's starting to play the game. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's going to show in the next episode or two as well, I think, with the way he's he's starting to come out there.
0: Did you like his um, play here to get some votes coming his way in this, uh, you know, tribal council where he said that I will play the trust game and we'll see who is lying. Like if it's uh, Tyson who's lying or if it's Teresa's lying about having an idol. Obviously, he knew that Tyson had an idol. He knew that uh, Tereso didn't have an idol um, and he was willing to put his own neck on the block here to say, hey, put some votes my way. I trust you guys that much that you like what you're seeing from Kieran from a strategical point of view at the moment.
1: That, that was very very cleverly played um i think strategically he did well and and also now to gain the trust um so it it, it was very very well done there yeah very well played
0: riley karen's one of your um picks i believe the second highest pick in your draft team uh yep. you rated him really high coming into the season what did you think of this play by karen in this episode
2: very, very ballsy. I mean, it's the complete opposite of what Teresa said. Teresa obviously, I mean, she didn't have the idol, but she said to Dino, I don't want votes coming my way no matter what, even if I have the idol in my hands. Whereas Kiran says, you know, put a couple of votes on me and it will help me to show my trust in you guys and that I'm telling the truth. Um, and that Tyson has an idol, Teresa doesn't. It worried me a little bit at tribal council, though, because I am a big fan of Kiran this season. He's a really um very savvy player and i think this um, episode showed it that he knows what's going on in the tribe he seems to be across everything and and where people stand um and obviously what advantages are in the game as well um and you know he, he was aware of where the numbers were going to go and what i liked from him was seeing him pulling aside nicole marisha and ranier and taking them aside and telling them how we should play the votes um splitting the votes between Tereso and tyson um and determining which one is going to burn our trust ultimately and who has the idol who's telling the truth who isn't
0: Yeah, and I was extremely impressed to see Karan in those conversations. Early on, even after the immunity challenge, when they go back to camp, you know, Tyson says that, you know, he's kind of been secluded from the rest of the tribe, but Karan, he's still seen at the beach with them, talking to them, strategizing with them. And um, it came out, Karan said to Tyson, Tyson, you're too quiet. And people now actually think that you don't have the idol and that Teresa does have the idol. And it seems like Tyson... Has very early on in this sort of season or, you know, in this tribe decided that he can't play with these people. And I feel like Kiran, between the two of them, he's coming across as being more socially flexible to work with people that he doesn't necessarily get along with. Like even the move that Tyson has. In this episode, to go and talk to Raneed, to build trust with Raneed, and to say I've got an idol, Kiran's the one who suggests that he should go and do that. So um, I don't know if Tyson would have done that if he if it wasn't for that. But I was also very impressed with need Paul so far this season, and even in this episode because he finds out this information that this person's got the idol, but he's going to keep that information for himself. He's not going to tell uh, anybody in his alliance, and he wants to try and build trust with Tyson, who is on the outs. But it shows that a player like Raneed. He sees value even in that one person that is isolated um, and he still wants to work with them he wants all the numbers on his side what is what What do you think of uh, the of this season and how he's playing at the moment
1: he's playing a very good game <laughs> <that> yeah <laughs> with jason yeah no renier i think you know you just sort of see him in the background as well but but he's he he's watching everyone's moves he's watching what's going on and he, he i think he's going to be playing I think he's going to last quite a lot long unless they, they, they realize he's a threat um but the way that he's playing his game i think could get him very very far um in the series as well he's playing a very very good strategic game
0: i was going to say really you know, impressive. I, I mean,
1: when, when tyson went and spoke to him as well um showing showing that with tyson having come and spoken to him the trust shown there he's almost saying I, i'll I'll show trust from my side as well. So he's he's playing a very very good game there, you know, strategically.
0: And and Riley there was one line there that he said, you know, he's the only person in the whole game that's got a full view of the map on both tribes. Which is what I found very interesting because clearly there's something the edit isn't showing us he's getting information from the other tribe Maybe it's in challenges when they're talking to each other or people like Dino going over to the other tribe bringing information back to him But he feels like he's got a very good understanding of where the map is Um with who's got what advantages in both tribes and where people are sitting with their allegiances and things like that It kind of reminds us of another great player, right?
2: Yeah, well, I think that instance was in regard to his relationship with Amy um, on the previous Zamba. And obviously, Amy seems mm-hmm. to be in the driver's seat on the, um, on the new Zamba at the moment. She's obviously in a very strong position, and he has that connection with her back on the Zamba tribe. And also um, on his own tribe, obviously, Renier seems to be the only one that's really talking to Tereso and the minority VUNA members, and obviously maintaining that relationship with Nicole and Marisha as well. So, he seems to be across all alliances. And we even saw it when um, when the idols were being played. He said to Teresa, You know, are oh, you going to play your idol? What's going on here? So, he seemed to have a connection with almost everyone. And I, I do like how Reni is playing because he hasn't really created any enemies at this point other than Tereso in the first episode there. Um, so, it seems like he's well liked by everyone. He, is, uh, he seems to be guiding the votes and where they're going. Um, and also, I think mm. something we haven't talked about as well is he is so strong in challenges as well.
0: Yeah, and and the thing about that that's very interesting for me with Renid is that he's extremely strong in challenges, but he's also hiding a lot of those streams and people aren't noticing it. Like there's a big difference between Chappie's and Renid. Like I feel like, you know, Chappie's he's my he's my man crush this season absolutely love him you know best player casting for me this season like just the guy is just such a character you know and he just seems to be larger than life and i really gravitate towards those characters when they play the game you know um the characters that make me feel a certain way like i know it's gonna hurt when he gets voted out you know but uh chappies he's struggling to control his threat level at the game at the moment and everybody knows that he's a physical beast when it comes to doing these challenges so Renier, I think, is capable of being just as big of a beast when it comes to the challenges. But he also understands that he needs to, like, even when he says this in this episode, even though he knows everything, he needs to continue to play low-key, play within himself, not put himself too much on the map. He, un- he understands that the threat level thing is something that's very important. And if you're seen as a threat too early on in the game, you're going to get voted out. And I do think that that's something that Rob in your season, Paul, did really well as well. Like, he he didn't come out of the blocks gun blazing from episode one trying to run everything he kind Mm. of first created those relationships and those bonds and then he started taking votes from Rocco onwards. He started really taking control of the game. And I think that need is someone that could we could see another like I am not willing to count need out as a potential winner this season. I've got five people in mind at this point that I think could win this game. But need is one of those five for me still. And even the Teresa bit that we saw in the beginning of the season, I think even now with Teresa being out we can we can quite easily say that that was more to build towards Renier being a very capable player than what it was to say he was going to get voted out soon at any time. Overall, Renier, Paul, what are you thinking? Like, I think you did say he's a very smart player. But can you see some of those similarities between Rob and uh need, like especially with him getting these different bits of information and things like that as well?
1: Yeah, now that you bring it out, it's, it's actually true what you're saying. I think they have got a bit of similarities and he is playing. He, he, he's playing a clever game, but like you say, still sort of in the background, but I think he's going to bring a lot more art after Merge. I think we're going to see more of his sort of physical strength and everything coming out as well. Um, playing very cleverly up until Merge, and then I think we're going to see some change. That's what I feel anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things I remember is when they had the the swap, Ranir said that he was in the worst position he could have possibly been going into that swap because he lost Amy and Sean and Anella, who were the people he really wanted to work with. So those guys are all still safe on the other side. Plus he's now built even stronger bonds with the people that he's in that Zamba tribe now in the yeah. new Vuna at the moment as well. He's strengthened his bonds with Nicole, Marisha. Um, he probably wouldn't have had this opportunity. This swap might have been the best thing for Ranir to actually build and vote together and build trust with the other part of zumba that he wasn't as closely aligned with prior to the swap so i think it worked out pretty pretty well for him here i also want to touch on riley kihan listen can nothing stay secret in Survivor south africa immunity island
2: yeah uh, kehan just baffles me at the moment we haven't seen too much of her it seems but um yeah no it it seems as though kihan really hasn't made a impact at all on this season uh, we saw a little bit in this episode but she seems to be very hidden at this point and I don't know when we're going to see more content from her to be honest
0: yeah Paul I think I saw a photo a cheeky photo of yourself Kian and Dino somewhere in a, in a I think it might have been at the reunion of the previous survivor South Africa yeah. island of yeah. secrets um do you remember meeting her at all uh do you have any insights in regards to what that was like or are you just as surprised by that as I am?
1: I think I'm just as surprised. I remember I'm old. I don't remember too much. You know, when you get to my age, you sort of anything that happened over a year ago, you almost forget about. So now I'm teasing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember the photo and that. But there wasn't much. We, we didn't really t- chat much, to be honest with you. Um, I think Dino and I have had sort of more of a, a, a relationship. I've spoken to him often. We've we've sort of met for coffee and everything. Um, oh, nice. But, yeah, not with Quino.
0: So while we're on Dino, what is your sort of thoughts on Dino so far this season and and how he's been able to, I guess, get himself into real trouble in the beginning of the game and sort of scrapping at the moment, rebuilding those social connections, trying to get himself in a better position? He does seem like he's worked himself into like more of a top five position, top four position potentially, because I would actually think he's probably ahead of Kian at this stage in the pecking order as well, since at least he's not blabbing out information to the other side. <laughs>
1: Yeah, true. (laughs) Um, I think he's also going to, I mean, they've all seen that he's very, very good at puzzles Um, and I think the dynamics of the game is going to, obviously, once we get to merge, the the dynamics change, then you've got to get rid of the threats and everything. So with him, if he makes merge, um, I think he's going to be pretty much of a target because we all know that a lot of the challenges do involve sort of the puzzling and figuring out and that. He's quite a physical guy as well we also saw he didn't he he didn't lose that one challenge was he against paul i think it was was it paul was it yeah, uh it was chappies Paul's. against chappies, chappies, chappies and, chappies. and uh, um, yeah. i mean he's, he's got quite a bit of physical physical ability with him as well so <laughs> i think he's got a bit of, quite a bit of an all-rounder um so yeah he's i, I think he's also going to go, if he's lucky enough with not being voted out, if he gets to merge straight off to merge sort of as, as a threat, I think he could go quite far as well. I mean, he knows the game excellently. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a super, super fan. So, um, strategy-wise and everything, I think he, he could play a good game still
0: the the one thing that makes me afraid for dino at this point riley is he's got a nervous energy about him and you know this is the reason that Teresa targeted him as the person to go to to try and flip the votes because she thought he would be the weakest person in the sense that he wouldn't want to be collateral damage i am afraid that you know moving forward into the game when you align with people you want to align with people that make you feel comfortable to a certain degree where okay this person's not going to freak out on me they're not going to turn their back on me in the game um i I am worried for him on that dino was your number one pick coming into this season do you feel like he's continuing to go upwards in the sort of packing order here
2: he started off very poorly i thought obviously that um going for the immunity necklace i don't blame him for that at all it keeps him safe at the first tribal council um, but the way I suppose he blotted it out and apologised for it um, in that first episode and again uh, Being caught out talking to Paul a couple of big missteps there But it seems like he's worked his way back up the hierarchy and he seems to be in a, a good position with Renier It seems they have a good relationship. We've seen secret scenes with um, him and Kihan as well So I, I, I think you're right though Chris in saying that Dino is um he, he runs a little bit scared and, and he doesn't like unpredictability at all. We saw that, you know, with Tereso saying she had the idol, he immediately wanted to go over to her side because he didn't want to be on the wrong side of the idol. Uh, and I think when we're going to get to the later merge, it will be a big test for where Dino stands with things like the tribal council pass that Anasu has. Um, how does he sort of handle those advantages in the game and how does he get around it? Because I, I do think he's a little bit, playing a little bit paranoid at this point
0: now i did want to touch on a little bit of the marisha tereso dynamic that comes back into the episode here and we get here just prior to tribal council marisha and the rest of her alliance talking and marisha feels really um insulted by the fact that teresa tried to threaten her with this piece of paper but she never got to see what was on it and um she takes that very personal How difficult, Paul, is it when you're playing a game such as Survivor to keep your emotions out of it and to take offense to like little power plays and things like this? Because it's easy for us as spectators to look at that and say, maybe she's overreacting to Teresa just trying to save a life here. But I'm sure when you're out there, it's really difficult to keep those emotions in check. If somebody's coming against you or they're coming across as threatening and things like that, this clearly there was some miscommunication between them here that's going to blow up in the tribal council later on.
1: I think it's very difficult to keep everything to yourself. I mean, you, you, you're you hardly getting any sleep. They also, I mean, if you look there, they've gone through a lot of rain, a lot of cold. Um, so to, to, to keep it, with, you, you've got to be very sort of patient to be able to keep it to yourself. Um, I think there's some tiffs that you probably don't even see that, that 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 are actually edited out or whatever, not in a bad way, but. You, you, you do get aggravated with people. I mean, it's very easy to get aggravated, being so, you know, going through what you're going through. You're hungry, you haven't eaten much, although some of them have had quite a bit of food there and everything. The one thing, though, is um, they're cold. You can see it in challenges and that. But out of the challenges, how's hmm. all those jackets and everything that they've got this season? <laughs> yes, yeah. well, It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, all those rain jackets and whatnot. But yeah, I suppose yeah. maybe being the Wild Coast, um, <clears throat> a lot of rain, uh, maybe a lot colder, um, obviously in Fiji in that we had a lot of rain, but, well, Samoa, but but the, the the weather was, it was cold, but not as cold maybe as what they had then, so they were probably trying to sort of give them something that, that they're not freezing, so to say. Um, and the nice thing is as well, I think we, we, we've set an example that we actually can film the next ones in the same location, I mean, whether we go to Samoa or Fiji, five or ten times to to actually do the the, the shoots. I, th- I think that the setting and everything sometimes you even forget that it was at the wild coast you think it was actually filmed somewhere overseas and whatnot so i think it's it's proven that we can actually keep it local and and do a lot more shoots locally
0: yeah chris dixon in the chat agrees with you on that he says that they should keep it in the same location regardless of the COVID situation moving forward and i think that with um us not being out of the woods yet in the world, not being out of the woods yet, when it comes to that uh, s- sort of scenario, I can very easily see the next season being in South Africa as well. I would not be angry at it. Um, we do get a lot of international, in fact, probably about 70% of our listeners, you wouldn't believe it is from the United States. Um, and then Australia and South Africa sort of follows on that. So uh, a lot of people from the US will be listening to this and maybe would have picked up the same thing that you picked up because in the, the US, they don't get raincoats, for instance. And I kind of thought about that a little bit myself. And I was thinking to myself, is there a reason why they brought raincoats in? Because, you know, I've been to Fiji, Samoa, the islands, it's pretty close to New Zealand, it's easy to go over there. There's a different type of humidity in the air there. So even when it's wet, sometimes, you know, it's it's not the same type of cold. It's like if you were to do a survivor season in New Zealand, and it were to get cold here, like people would die. Like, it's why they've never done a, a colder season in survivor uh, worldwide in yeah. any case. Um, so I think that for me, them getting a rain jacket actually doesn't bother me as long as so it doesn't take away from the strategy. Um, I actually had the opportunity to talk about um, three winners this uh, week. And it was Fabio Ben Driebergen and Chris Underwood and I defended their wins, because the series name is a winner's a win. It's on hot takes. And one of the big things that we sort of spoke about in Fabio's win was the fact that we had two people quit the game because they were cold and that they there was two girls who were supposed to be in bikinis, um, sleeping at night with the guys, some of the guys were allowed to have jackets by production, but obviously the nice blonde skinny girl can't have that so you know she ended up quitting and I would rather have people have jackets instead of them getting quit it might be a hot take it might be some people that disagree with me on that but I will say that at least our seasons are still 39 days long you know so I'll cut back with that and in Australia's case it's 50 days long The, the the next two seasons for the US is going to be 26 days so um for me it doesn't take away from the strategy as long as they don't give them you know, food all the time, obviously, you've got to play for the rewards and things like that. I'm okay with that personally, Um, you did touch on a lot of things. And I know there was something else I really wanted to go into, but I completely lost my train of thought. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into uh, Zumba, I guess, because we've been spending a lot of time on the Vuna tribe and some of the things that happened there prior to the tribal council. Um, So on Zumba, we get Warda, Amy and uh, Carla all sitting in camp talking about who's going to be next. And um, Again, I just keep getting more and more respect for Amy as a player. I think she's super savvy, super cerebral. Doesn't really say more than what she needs to say, and she kind of lets them lead the conversation. And she's like, "Who do you guys think should be the next person?" And it slips out that they actually wanted potentially to go for Santoni here if they couldn't go for Chappies. And she takes that information and turns that against those two girls, and goes to Santoni and tells Santoni about this and one thing that we've learned about Santoni this season riley is that she does not like to be the little tag along to groups and she feels really hurt by the fact that they're going to turn on her here but i don't think she was going to go against chappies in any case but still great play by amy here with the girls and getting the vote to go in a way where she feels like she's winning out of it because she can break up another pair
2: yeah and i think that's the beauty of amy's game she's playing in the middle right now she has Sean in her pocket as well so they're really a tight twosome that can go either way, obviously against um Chappies and Santani on one side, and I suppose Anella as well. Um and then the other side you got Wada and Carla. So really it was what's the best option for Amy's game? Because obviously there's a big fracture there. There's not going to be one unified decision. She's sitting in the middle. Um and really she played it perfectly, I think, in saying to Santani, you know, Carla's suggesting your name do you want to go for carla and i mean of course you can say the same thing to carla and water as well Santini's going after you so really it's up to amy's in a perfect position and it's amazing that um you know the former zumba members smash sean and amy came in, in the minority and now they're in the power seat and they're really determining who is going home and it's amazing just how quickly amy has ascended to the top of zumba
0: Yeah, and and that's why I've been giving her credit for the last two episodes in a row. And I said she was my player of the week in the previous two episodes because I felt like I'm not taking anything away from Smash and from Sean. They probably, you know, it's a three. They're the three Musketeers working together to get the vote going their way. But from what we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of Amy's game. It's being shown to us, and I've been super impressed by that. Now, one of the other things, Paul, that gets mentioned here by Santoni is that you know the other three likes Wada's cooking, so they'd rather keep Wada in the game than have Carla there. So. How important is the whole dynamic with who's making food? Because the other Paul nearly voted Warada out because he said that her cooking was bad in episode two. But here there's like a whole different story where people are saying, no, actually her cooking is good. Is it an important thing there? Who made the food for you guys when you were out on the island?
1: I didn't last that long. <laughs> you didn't get any food? I took the flint. We hadn't made fire yet. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, so I, didn't, I didn't last as long as to see any of the, the good cooking or anything. We were lucky, we still remember from the first challenge, we, we got some fruit and whatnot, so we, we slithered on that. Actually, it's an amazing thing as well. Every now and then people will come up to me and say, but is it is it really that you that you don't get any food, don't you? When the cameras stop, you actually get a nice meal or something. So a lot of people still have this perception that, that you're actually getting fed afterwards. They don't realize that you're not getting fed. But John, yeah, the question was uh, uh, um, about someone making food, uh, to me, I don't think it's such an important thing um i think someone will take over the shift and uh, of what you can cook i don't think it's that difficult to cook rice or to cook um some fish if you catch some fish or whatever so i don't think it's that important
0: but what it is interesting, because we see Sean and um, Anella and Amy talk about who they should vote for. And this is the point where the decision gets make, made, I think it was around the water well, that they, they were talking and Sean does very briefly try to deflect towards water. But Amy is the one that immediately says Carla is the one that we should be worried about. She's a very capable player. So clearly, the decision to ultimately go for Carla here, Riley, isn't the fact that water makes better cooking, like Santoni Tony said, um, there is a strategical sense and why they want to do it but i was interested firstly two things noticing that amy was the one deflecting it onto carla sean tried to defend carla in the spot and later on we hear about this relationship between carla and sean that we've never seen on the show
2: yeah we haven't seen anything between carla and sean at all so that just um completely caught me by surprise i mean we haven't seen much of sean full stop other than that first episode when he went completely bombastic looking for the idol clue with um with Kehan there and playing it off as um flint But it's amazing, actually, how quickly Sean's recovered and um, made that relationship with Amy, because in the first episode, there was a lot of tension there. Um, So to see that those two are now, those two seem to be the strongest pair on that Zumba tribe at this point. Um, So I think with Santana, at least she is, um, if Chappie's caught her out, she would probably go against him. Whereas I think Amy and Sean seem to be lockstep at the moment Um, and Smash as well is someone that came in in a strong position, but he's sort of tanking at the moment. So. Um, amy really does seem to be in a strong position and you're right in saying that yeah carla is the big strategic threat she's one that um chappies is obviously threatened by um having gone against him in a couple of votes there with um with pany and paul going home um so i think carla was the right person to target here
0: I do think that um and I could be wrong here I know it's contradicting and I'm not doing this to contradict you but I do think that anella and Amy are still pretty close as well in the previous episode you know one or two episodes ago she kind of said you know I trust and allowed to be able to turn the votes without me being there. Um, I do think that relationship is close as well. But I do agree with you that Sean has worked his way out from no man's land to come into the Alliance um, and become very important. And I think that Dino said it best in Episode one nothing unites like a common enemy. And if you are in a tribe with a few people from your pre- previous uh, uh, tribe, you kind of have to stick together because if one of you goes the rest falls. And Mike tried to prevent that from happening with his uh, previous VUNA members, but it didn't work. And they ended up all They were just too fractured and now they are going one after the other and the old zumba members uh they're really running that tribe to the point where um i think that it wasn't a surprise to see where the vote was going to land i i was very fearful as someone who's a very big chappies fan and enjoys what he brings to the to the um show i was very fearful for him in this spot but paul this was a very quiet episode for chappies do you think it's a good thing that we only saw maybe on uh, two confessionals and uh, just talking because he's normally a pretty big character in every single episode i felt like this episode we didn't see as much of him
1: so what are you saying that you so, so i was that sort of wondering do you think it's a good thing this time around
0: Yeah. Do you think it's a good thing that he maybe had a bit of a cool down episode? Because the previous episodes, there was a lot of chappies. But this episode, I felt like we we still saw him, but we didn't see as much of him in this episode. And he didn't really come across as someone that tried to dictate where the votes were going to go. And clearly, he just lost his main man, Paul, um, in that previous episode. So he kind of took a bit of a backseat here for me in, in this round
1: of play. He took a backseat in editing. So hmm. I think maybe there's going to be quite a bit in the next two episodes. And you know, the way that they're doing with the editing and everything. So th- they're probably saving him because there's something's going to happen next episode that he actually comes back in and, and they bring him back in um, with, with their editing and whatnot. It's just the way I think that they're, they're so clever with their editing and everything. And oh, right so it. because it, it makes TV gold the way they do everything.
0: Yeah, 100%. And Riley, sort of to go on with that, um, I, I personally think it's a good thing that Chappies had a quiet down episode, I would have been more worried if we saw this over the top, which he probably still is that person. But I also feel like Chappies is a lot smarter than what people actually give him credit for. Like Mike said that when I had an exit interview with Mike Laws. And, um, you know, he said that Chappies was a lot more aware than what people thought. A lot of people on the island just thought he was this golden boy, um, hero type of guy. And he thought he was a golden retriever, but he ended up being a lot more like, a I forgot what he said, a Rottweiler or something. He was a lot more uh, savvy and had a lot more bite to him. And he had a lot more strategy behind him. I think it's a good thing personally that chappies was not as vocal and trying to dictate votes and things like this because i think that he kind of knew that this wasn't his place to try and drive the votes just after losing paul um, and Santoni is still seen as coming over to him and letting him know that he's going to receive some votes at this point and um she seems to still be very close with him and she again says that she's got a soft spot for chappie so i really love this uh like Santoni is a big character and chappies is a big character and i love that alliance and that dynamic between the two at the moment
2: yeah it is good to see chappies getting a little bit less airtime, just because it shows that he's here to stay i suppose um and that he does Mm. have more to give um i think that's always something you've got to watch with the edit and i don't like to read too much into it um but just watching how people are portrayed and so far chappie's been a big character he's been um you know we've got a lot of fun camp life moments with him running to running into the water naked um we, we've, we've got a lot strategic stuff with um telling Pinty and Paul about the diplomatic community um and seeing him create different relationships with people like Inesu and Santini um but then again he's also yeah he in this episode he took a little bit of a step back which I think is good for his character um I we we likened him a little bit to Tony in um in Kagayan in in that he's a big character but I, I think it's good for Chappie's um, not to be too present in this episode. And it did seem like it was a battle between um, Santoni and Carla in this instance. So for him to sort of step out of the spotlight um, and take a step back and let that battle be fought between those two, I think is smart on his part. I will again say it. I know we've
0: said it a few times on this podcast, you know, like, yes, he plays that out there game like Tony, but if he wins this season, it would be a bigger game than Tony's game. I will be, I'll put that hot take out there because Tony's game, he had alliance members around him that wanted to work with him throughout the whole season i don't feel like chappies is building an army i don't feel like there's a whole bunch of people that's going to go to bat for him so if he goes through the merge and he can escape one or two episodes and then goes on to the biggest immunity run of all time or he starts finding idols that's his way to the end i don't think this group of people with this level of players that are playing this season is going to allow for him to get anywhere close to the end. I just don't see it happening. And I hope I'm wrong because I like seeing chappies, I feel like my gut is telling me chappies is like a early merge boot type, like he probably makes it to merge maybe, but he's around there. And again, there's a lot of speculation. We love to speculate on this podcast, or I do. I love reading into the edits and things like that in any case. But um I really want to see him go far. But it's, it's he's got a massive mountain to climb. It's kind of my point and what I want to get at. Um, lastly, here, just before we go to tribal council, um, Carla does talk to Warda and says that she feels nervous that the vote potentially will go onto her and Chappies here going into the tribal council and that if Chappies has got a, an immunity idol, then she will be going home. So the same fear for both of them. Obviously, Chappies is afraid that Carla potentially could play an immunity idol and then, sh- uh, you know, he goes home. Last thing here that I wanted to touch on, it was quite interesting, the Sean dynamic and Sean being her protector who protected her twice from previously going home. I did ask Carla a little bit about this in the exit interview, which we will be releasing in the next 24 hours and she goes into her relationship and how she worked with Sean and the things that we didn't see on the show. So watch out for that. Apparently, they played a bit more of a game together than what the show actually showed us. Um, tribal Council Zumba is the first tribe to go into tribal council. and. Nico is asking Marisha how hard it is to keep your heart out of the game and to become emotionally involved. And this is where things start going south again between Teresa and Marisha and Marisha talks about the fact that you know that potentially um, Teresa is going to show them something tonight, it's going to be a note which will keep us safe, but she didn't get to see the contents on the note. So she doesn't really know what it is that Teresa has got. And she believes that a cat only has one life not nine lives. Um, And there's a lot of of back and forth going on here. I guess we've already discussed quite a bit about what was going on throughout the episode with that i guess the next thing here that was quite interesting was also to have nicole bringing up the contingency plan and immediately dino is getting nervous because he doesn't know if he's the contingency plan or if there's a different contingency plan but Kiran explains to Nico that he's put his game on the line. And uh, Nico seems very surprised. I think, potentially, Riley, the guy, the guys here, were, and I've got a lot of respect for Nico, but I feel like Nico was a few steps behind the type of gameplay that was happening in this specific tribal council.
2: Yeah, well, usually Nico is a little bit more inquisitive. Uh, but I, I think he really was. Yeah. You're right. He really was behind the eight ball here because there was so much going on in this episode. Obviously, Teresa banging off that she had the idol, Tyson actually having the idol. Um, Anesu yeah. without a vote, um, being on immunity island and then Karan telling people to put votes on him. I really do give credit to Karan. That is such a ballsy move. It could have easily gone wrong. Um, if maybe one extra person had voted his way, he could have easily gone home. Um, so for him to say to everyone, put a couple of votes on me, I don't care. You know, it, it'll show that I trust you. I'm telling the truth. I, um, I know where the idols are, and, and I'm and I'm telling you the truth here. It it is a great move for Karan, but you're right. Nico is a little bit behind, and honestly shocked at this gameplay. And I'm shocked that it's playing at this high level as well. Every episode so far, every tribal council has been a blindside, and this season the cast are really, really bringing their A game. It is on another level completely. Everyone is playing at Rob Ben level this season. It seems
0: yeah like honestly i I agree i feel like everybody that came into this season they watched that previous couple of seasons they there's a lot of them that we know have watched a lot of the australian seasons there's a lot of them that have watched the u.s seasons these guys are very aware and they're playing at that level and nico i don't blame him i didn't throw shade at him it's like imagine trying to stay on top of what is happening with that type of strategy and gameplay happening live as as it's taking place in front of your eyes you don't have the tape to roll back potentially like we did to go and watch it twice before we came into this podcast and you have to kind of because he seemed really shocked by the fact that Kieran was willing to offer himself up but obviously it was uh never going to be the case like kieran I felt like he he it was a very ca- risky but calculated move since he knew who had what and who didn't have what. So he kind of knew where the votes were going to fall. And we do see here that Tyson ends up getting four votes. That's all negated because he plays his idol correctly. Great stuff by Tyson because, like you said, he'd rather be the person that plays the idol than go home with an idol in his pocket. And I think that it's the right move in that stage. It's a very difficult thing to do. But in his case, he knew he was in the minority. So why take that chance, you know, coming into that and not play that idol? Um, ultimately, though, Teresa is going to get voted out with two votes here to one against Kiran, if I remember correctly. Was there anything else that Teresa could have done, Paul, in your mind? Um, do you think that she played the best that she can? Uh, what's the eulogy on Teresa's game?
1: No, I think, as, as we mentioned before, uh, the only chance she had was to try and bluff them that she had the idol um she's she she tried again to talk away sort of out of it and and to try and sort of convince them that she still has got the idol um i don't think there was much more that she could have done at this stage well at that stage yeah i think she did everything that she could to try and save herself
0: yeah, I agree with you. So we head into the Vuna tribal council. And this was a very interesting tribal council for me because obviously you get Zumba sitting on the uh, jury bench, which Sean will remind them of later on. Um, and they were all eating food while the Vuna tribe is going in there having to vote someone else out. And Warda kind of mentioned this in earlier in the episode that mentally, it's starting to take a toll on Vuna having to go to tribal council as often as they have to and you know, they always say that winning is a habit and losing is a habit as well. So when you're on that negative spiral of having to go one tribal council after the other to say goodbye to people, it's not the greatest feeling when you're going in there again. I think it was their third time in a row having to vote someone out. So going into this um, specific tribal council sean is really um aggressive towards his old zumba members here riley um and you know really sort of makes them aware that if they were really great alliance members they wouldn't have taken uh, a good machete from them and given them a a machete that's not working because they can't make fire at camp they can't eat properly and there's a
2: lot of difficulties here and i felt like sean was really confrontational here I did like as well that um I think it was Wider that mentioned that they're playing and practicing for talking in front of the jury as well. But um what Sean yeah. said, um, yeah, in that they took the machete from them there, you know, sort of abandoning their um tribe. I think it is a great setting to have um, you know, Voona tribe eating on the bench and then obviously the Zamba tribe at tribal council. Um and to hear them sort of you know, obviously talking to Nico, but at the same time sending messages to the Vuna member and uh and their former alliance members and saying hey you know things aren't as they seem um you know potentially they can obviously tell messages and 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 tell them where the votes are lying but also call them out as well so i think it was a really ballsy move by sean to to call out um his former Zamba tribe mates and say you know what's going on here's my new alliance i'm you know there's no path forward with you guys at this point i am wholly committed to this new Zamba tribe
0: yeah and it's a great move paul you know if they don't have another swap you know i came onto this podcast very bravely and said there will probably be three swaps this season they've only been one because they had such an early swap i don't think there will be three any longer i've got egg on my face in regards to that Um, i love to make these bold claims Um, but i do think that there may be one more coming um riley said prior to us going live maybe it won't happen because we see the next time on survivor and it looks like they've still got the same buffs on when they're actually playing in that next challenge but You know, if there is another, let's play hypothetically, if there is another swap here, this potentially could put Sean in a little bit of a bad spot here because he's quite confrontational here towards his previous Stripe members and people that are not in that group telling them that they are the jury already.
1: But I think they're down to 14 now, if I'm correct,
0: 14 after this,
1: yes. So, I mean, we've still got four episodes to go. Uh, There could just be a sudden twist in, in, maybe not next week, but the week after, something could, could change again um mm. but i think he's thinking his uh, thinking is, well there's no chance of another tribe swap now i mean there's 14 there's, it's, it's not going to happen now it's too close to merge so i think on, on the way he's thinking is that's it he's now with Zomba and, and finished yeah
0: i think he's bargaining on a 12 12 person merge with probably yes. nine jury members and then a final three potentially going into that so maybe that's why he's um sort of going to bat here but I do think it's going to put a little bit of pressure because it did look like Nicole and Dino and those people, they did feel bad about the fact that they did that to their previous alliance members. Because I do think that in their mind, they're thinking, we still want these three votes when we go into a merge. So we don't want to completely burn them off. So it's going to be interesting to see how they come back from that. Because I, I do understand Sean's hurt and frustration in this moment when you're out there trying to survive and these guys are not giving you the means to just do the basics. So I fully get where that's coming from. But there's a lot of conversation here, obviously, um, happening. And while this conversation is happening, we get Carla constantly winking at the other tribe There, Riley, did you You know, I did ask Carla about what was going on. So she's going to tell us that in the exit interview tomorrow when that comes out. But at that moment were you similar to me thinking that maybe she's trying to get favors from that tribe if there's a potential tribe safety nom coming up you know like in a lot of the seasons you've got the tribe on the jury bench that can choose to save someone in that specific i thought she was playing at that level did you think that maybe that was something that could happen in this episode not I, even just
2: the... i I also, I also didn't take any notice of that i, I didn't pick up on those excuse um but but potentially with um obviously Inesu tyson and um, Kiran being on that tribe and now being close to a, close to a majority they, they seem to have a lot of um a lot of trust there. It, it would be something to consider, yeah.
0: Yeah, so Grant Delos Santos is asking, do you think that they will merge at 13? I personally think they're going to merge at 12. That's that's the number I think it's going to be I think it'll be uh, a final three with nine jury members, potentially, but who knows, sometimes they do merge at 13. And then the first person voted out is just not part of the jury. That's a possibility as well. Um, if Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like they've left it a bit late now for another swap, but they I think that they do need to do another swap to continue to muddy the water. Um, Otherwise, there might be too much predictability going into the merge with certain like old Zumba members working together potentially in the merge part of the game. Um, outside of that, I guess it's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty straightforward here on the vote. But it's between Carla and chappies with Carla ultimately getting a 4-2 vote against her with 14 players left in the game. Paul, what did you think of Carla's game overall the season? Were you impressed? And uh, what could she have done differently?
1: I was impressed with her game. I think she played a very good game. Um, I actually thought she would go further. Besides, obviously, this this episode, um, differently. You know what? It's so easy for us watching to say you could, should have done this differently or that differently. But I think when, when you're in the game and you're there, uh, there's just so much dynamics to the actual game. So much going on. So much that we don't even know about that we we, we were. We, it, it wasn't in the edit. So to say, like you say, you did the exit interview. There was a lot more that that actually came out. So. I think she played the game very nicely and i think she did all that all that she could to 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 try and save herself Um so yeah i think she played a very very good game it's a pity that that she left so early i think there would have been some good play in her left um but yeah that's that's that survivor for you yeah
0: riley do you think there's a possibility of that happening two tribes into three smaller ones before the merge
2: See, well, I was along the same line of thinking as Grant in thinking that we'll merge at 13, but now I'm starting to think maybe we'll get a merge at 12. And then uh, we've seen this twist in the past where they merge the tribes and then split them into two random groups at the immunity challenge. One group of, say, six goes um, to tribal council. And then I think that could be somewhere where obviously Chappies, with his diplomatic community, it could come into play at that point. we don't really know at this point, but I think um, I think there is a chance that we'll see the merge and then split into two groups to add a little bit more variance into the game. I think.
0: That's right. So we've got our teams here. So Paul, you get a little bit of a sneak peek as to who's in my team and who is in Riley's team. And uh, both of us are going to have someone from our team be eliminated here. So in the fifth spot here, we're going to have Tereso um, eliminated. And in the sixth spot, I am losing Carla here. So still holding on to that two person lead at this point, myself and Riley's got a friendly wager going on and who's going to have the most members at the merge. So uh, there's some beers up for great- rabs uh riley i hope you're ready to uh pay up
2: i'll get my wallet out chris (laughs) Uh,
0: we we never know what's going to happen but i do feel pretty comfortable that i'm in the driver's seat going into hopefully i'm hoping it's the 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 final 12 is when it happens because even if i lose two people in a row now then it's a draw so i keep to i don't know what we do in that case we never really uh accounted for there being a potential draw so
1: the the beers then change to pina colada (laughs) Pinacala, <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, now, what we normally do towards the end of the episode is we nominate who we think played the best game. And last week we had our first draw uh, between Santoni, um, I believe it was Carla and Amy. Um, Riley, who did you pick last week? Was
2: your pick the Carla I, one? I picked Carla last week, yeah. And I mean, yeah. it was unfortunate to see her go, but I, I think she's played such a strong game. um Really unfortunate that she's just going to get on the right side of the votes in this episode
0: yeah well the the i guess the public who were voting on inside survivor thoughts and was the best they had Carla at second for last week then followed by marisha dino and amy was only as at fifth so i'm i'm not asleep on them on, on amy uh the the public is asleep on amy i still think she's a very good player but um she didn't quite make it to the top this Santoni has twice in a row now been the favorite i guess when it comes to the public but I guess coming into this week Riley I'm going to get you to start off this time uh, so we don't always have our guest be the first person and gives Paul a little bit of time to think about who he thinks played the best game for this episode as well it's a little bit harder because we had two tribes going to tribal council where normally we tend to lean on whoever went to tribal council they probably were one of the best players if they survived and they let the vote Riley who do you think and who's your case for the person who played the best game
2: yeah, it is tough with two tribal councils, obviously. And I mean, we saw a little bit less airtime over on the Zumba tribe. But I think um, for me, my pick this week has to be Amy. I think the way she handled being in the middle um, and trying to appease both sides and ultimately um, blindsiding Carla there and betraying her trust, I think was a great move to pivot the vote. Um, and it, it seems like she's in a strong position at the moment. She hasn't really created any enemies um, on her original tribe or this new merge or all, all this new swap tribe either. Um she to has been everyone's good graces. Um and I'm really calling the shots on the Zamba tribe at the moment. So yeah, Amy gets my pick of the week.
0: Okay. Paul, do you want to go next or do you want me to do the second you, ch- you, you, you uh, go up. for it first. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I, I'm gonna make it interesting because I could very easily go Amy as well. Um because I do rate Amy um very highly as why well. I nominated her twice before. But I do want to make a case here for Renir, um, and I think that Renir played a really good game. I think he's in charge of that alliance of all Zumba members at the moment, but he's doing it in a way where he's not a dictator. The girls seem to come to him, and sort of when the the plan of Kiran came up, where Kiran said that he he's happy for two votes to be placed on them marisha checked in with renee to say renee what do you think of that do you think that's a good plan so it shows me that the is someone that they sort of look at as a bit of a leader in that tribe renee like he said in this episode he's got a lot of the the field he knows where the field is at the moment he knows what's happening on the other tribe via his undercover alliance with amy and getting information coming back to him on the thinking in between potentially uh, tribal competitions and things like that or Dino bringing information back to him. Plus, Tyson now started coming to him. And 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 like Tyson said, he's his own number one. Um, and then D, uh, I guess Kieran is his number two. And I don't know where the need falls into that. But still, he's getting people coming to him and talking to him. And he's seen as someone that can form all these uh, different bonds. He is starting to remind me early days, Rob Telly, I'm afraid if he's going to be able to continue to play this game throughout. But, you know, Rob has shown that it can be done. So it's a possibility. I do feel like he's very, very well situated at the moment and deserves a bit of respect for what he's been able to achieve in the game up until this point. So Paul, you don't have to go for the or Amy, you can have a completely different person and we will have another draw. That's highly possible that, that could happen as well. But it's over to you now, who do you think played the best game for this episode?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I've got to go with Riley and say Amy. I definitely do. Um, I think she played very well, and I think we must take our hats off as well to Kieran for the way he, he, he the courage that he had, to to put the votes on himself and everything as well. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm with Riley on this one, with Amy.
0: I'm not angry with that at all. I, I, I highly rate Amy and I just wanted to make it interesting. But Amy's play between the girls where she didn't give a lot of information away and got them to give her more information so that she had more rope to hang them by for me just spoke volumes of her social game and like I said throughout this whole episode, such a cerebral player, so really good undercover. I don't think anybody realizes the level of gameplay that Amy is playing at the moment, you know. And she took out a, another really big player in Carla. So if you do look at it from that point, who took out the biggest threat this episode between René and Amy? Amy took out the bigger threat in Carla because I don't think Teresa was ever really you know love teresa but i don't think she was going to run this game she just didn't have that social capital um to be able to do it like she said a lot of survivor head smarts doesn't always translate into actually being able to go out there and uh play the game well when you're playing it all right so we are getting to the pointy end here of the podcast paul i want to shoot it over to you is there anything that you would like to shout out i know you're very active on twitter at the moment we'll make sure to put your twitter link in the description below is there anything else that people can follow you on or any other projects you're working on at the moment that you want to make people aware of
1: not at all i'm i'm happy where i am i'm enjoying the series i'm enjoying your podcast well done and the the knowledge that you guys have gotten everything i sit here and i'm like okay what can i say next because these guys (laughs) know everything so well i'd love to see you I, i really i'd love to see you guys on survivor and i hope one day that's that's going to become a reality that we actually see you playing the game because with with the knowledge that you've got and just the way that you guys do these podcasts and everything it's really incredible i mean i've played the game and i think you would put me to shame out there (laughs) really (laughs) you guys are brilliant yeah so thanks it's an awesome awesome podcast thanks for inviting me and i hope the next time that you invite me um i'm i'm as knowledgeable in the game as the way that you guys are because i mean i've watched i think about 28 series I, I studied the game well studied i watched and I, I i thought i knew exactly what's going on but you know it's totally different when you're out on the island and i think it's so easy for the guys to judge the guys that are playing the game but when you're there you get into this sort of frenzy uh, like when i realized that it, it, in ours, okay the next person's going so what's the next thing you do i oh, got to form a tight three but the tight three is only at a later stage but there you are and you're thinking okay now i must form a tight three you're not thinking of you you gotta to stick to your alliance. And I mean that's an amazing thing you'll see on this cap here as well. We had Albi sign it, we had Nico sign it, and we had Andre awesome. sign up cap. Uh, the reason why I'm wearing this one is because we've got Survivor Australia coming soon. So I thought I'd wear an international one. But their main thing on here was Andre said, Paul, stick to your alliance. So mm. you you you're playing a game, but I think there's just so much going on in your head that you what is the next step? And I think in this series it's amazing the knowledge that the players and that have got they're actually very very clued up with the actual game and the way to play it and i I think we're seeing that in this series and they're really editing it well in the way that that it's a totally different to the last seasons that we've had it's brilliant
0: i was going to add that survivor i believe season after season gets harder and harder to win because people Mm. consistently learn of what can be done in certain situations they learn of the mistakes that other people have made like you know we thank you firstly for shouting out the podcast and giving us all those great compliments but also it's a love-hate relationship with those types of comments because if riley or myself ever played the game they'd just be (laughs) like those guys need to be targeted immediately but a counter argument for any future survivor players listening to this if i ever am on the same season as you the fans always overthink it and get voted out early on it's the non-fans that have only watched one or two seasons like rob Bentelli. they're the ones that go on the, all the way and win the game you know so mm-hmm. don't target the fans necessarily but no we really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and talk about survivor with us um uh, love the passion that you have for the show um it's been great talking to you about it like we've got australian survivor coming up who knows if uh if our dots and eyes a line then maybe we have you on for that but it's a little bit harder because we will be talking about three episodes at a time riley when that comes out because they've got three episodes a week so that's a very difficult one to break down you were saying it's hard to break down when two people get evicted now we're gonna have to break down when three people get evicted so that will be uh pretty pretty tough on us but riley i do want to give you an opportunity as well to talk about snuffed your youtube channel what do you have coming up next
2: Yeah, we'll be recapping the story of Todd Herzog, winner of Survivor China over on my channel, continuing uh, the journey to Soul Survivor of US winners um, and also recasting Survivor Micronesia as All Stars 2 as well. So I think that'll be something to look forward to over on my channel at Snuffed.
0: All right. So on this channel, um, I was involved in hot takes. Like I mentioned earlier, we talked about the wins of Fabio, Ben Driebergen, and uh, Chris Underwood. I got very passionate about the Ben Dreebergen one specifically, because I do feel like he is very underrated by the fans out there. And he's a great player um, off the game. Not his winners, of, like he was good at winners of war, but his, win, his actual win in his season, um, I do feel like people hate on that way too much. So, um, and the other two people in there as well. I know Fabio is one of Riley's favorite winners of all time. I'm a big fan of a Fabio win as well. And then Chris Underwood. um, I think we made some compelling cases as to why you should still love Chris Underwood's win and well, at least tell him maybe not love, but at least agree that he deserved to win it in the season that he won that season. Um, Outside of that, we will be back uh, probably tomorrow night. You'll see the same time or tomorrow morning. If you're in South Africa, you'll see the exit interviews be released for both uh, Carla and Tereso. And then next weekend, we'll be doing all of this again, Riley, and we will be talking about episode... uh, Uh, seven for survivors of Africa immunity island and I'm going to announce it now hopefully it doesn't change last minute but we should have pk to talk about the chaos Mm -hmm. that we have going on in survivors of Africa immunity island so really looking forward to having pk come on the show um, and talk about survivors of Africa immunity island guys it's been great having you on it and next time.